You know, I gotta say, gotta say this last Dem debate was actually worth watching. I, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was getting a little bored with them. You know, it was all, oh, Medicare for all. Let all the illegals in and, and give them health care too. Let the transgenders look at your little girl in the bathroom. But now, because they're all so desperate, you can see them coming apart at the seams. And now they're getting angry. Now they're in each other's faces. And if there's anything America loves more, well, it's an angry president, an angry female president. That's, that's why Hillary was so successful, am I right? Plus, we will attempt to give an update on the Republicans' foreign workers deal and why Trump is or might be considering it. Because I got to say, it doesn't make much sense because it seems they couldn't get a larger deal done. So now the plan is just to isolate the very worst parts and try to get those passed. Finally, the World War II veteran that was carried to his seat at a Trump rally. You know, he was carried to his seat by those evil, nasty, hateful Trump supporters with nothing but soot and hate in their hearts. Those people. No, it's actually a very heartwarming video, and we'll show it to you here. I'm John Miller, and the White House Brief begins now. So this last debate was about as close to a bloodbath as any Democrat is capable of mustering up, which ends up just looking more like a, a petty cat fight. So believe me, I had my popcorn ready. I sat on my couch. It was, was too cold to go out and watch this thing in public, which sometimes you do in D.C. So I just curled up with a little cup of tea because I knew that anything I did was not going to be as lame as any of the candidates on that stage. It was cold. What was I supposed to do? Speaking of winter, that brings me to our sponsor, Bespoke Post. This winter, start a new routine to upgrade your everyday life with a monthly box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. So whether you're looking to commemorate an occasion with a champagne saver or toast perfectly aged winter cocktails, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and out outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. I mean, they really do. This is stuff that's for the guys only. Basically, they have everything a man could want. You tell them about yourself in a quiz, and then if you're an outdoorsy person, they can send you knives or axes or camping equipment. If you're more of a, a cosmopolitan Cory Booker type, say, they have candles and home decor. If you're a tech guy, they have headphones and watches and stuff. Just take my word for it. Go check them out at boxofawesome.com. Each box that they send you monthly has a $70 worth of value, but it's only going to cost you $45, and you get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter my promo code WHB at the checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code WHB, for 20% off your first box. All right, now the Democrat debate was such a prime example, I was impressed, of civil discourse between rational, level-headed people. The Senate in Washington, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Next question is for the Senate. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Senator Warren and Mayor Bloomberg. Uh, this question is for you. I want to talk about, and maybe this is appropriate here. Oh, never mind. It was a total cluster, you know what. 
Billionaire Mayor Pipsqueak was obviously the target of many of the candidates because because they're pissed and bitter that he was able to just spend his way onto that stage and then was unapologetic about the fact that he is worth 64 billion bucks. Has it been an obscene amount of should you have earned that much money? Yes, I worked very hard for it and I'm giving it away. Meanwhile, the rest of them love to brag about how impoverished, how poor, how starving they are. You know, Mayor Booty Judge constantly says, I'm the only one on this stage who is not a millionaire. And he's right. His net worth is 167,000 bucks, which is, which is actually below average for someone his age, you know, for a millennial. Because, you know, he's all like, what's up, fellow kids? I'm a millennial just like you. I've come prepared in my high-heeled shoes, and I'm going to cut a rug with all of you cool cats because I'm a millennial just like you. No, take a seat, Grandpa. And speaking of grandparents, well, you've got Bernie Sanders. Look, I've just got one home in D.C. I've got another one in Vermont. And then, like most Vermonters, I've got a summer home. I'm not the problem, it's the billionaires. Yeah, can't say, can't say the millionaires anymore because, uh, well, he is one. He's worth two million bucks himself. Uh, yeah, uh, out of touch check, Warren, well, she may be worth 11 million bucks, but that doesn't count because her papa is still on the reservation being oppressed. Oh, poor papa Warren. And then Biden, who was worth $8 million, bragged about how poor he was until he wrote a book about his now deceased son. Poorest man in the Senate. I tell you, I'm poor just like Corn Pop. (laughs) And then Bloomberg comes on and he's like, yeah, I got money. And yeah, I worked hard for it. They asked him about his tax returns and he was like, well, I can't just pull them up on TurboTax. It takes some work to get these numbers. And that's when you had Amy Klobuchar, who was worth $2.3 million, she raised her hand like, well, we could use TurboTax. We could use TurboTax. We're poor. We're just like the everyday American. All of them desperate to prove how broke they are. It was weird. So they could, in turn, then direct all of their ire toward the stage's one billionaire, introducing angry, affluent, white female liberal numero uno. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. (laughs) Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. Oof. Ouch. Ouchie. Of course, Bloomberg didn't do any himself any favors with his weak, stuttering performance. He was somehow caught off guard and made NDAs, those are non-disclosure agreements, something that is about as standard as a lunch break in the workplace, seem like by giving them out, he was trying to hide something. There's agreements between two parties that wanted to keep it quiet, and that's up to them. They signed those agreements, and we'll live with it. So wait, when you say it is up to, I just want to be clear. Some is how many? And and 
when you and when you say they signed them and they wanted them, if they wish now to speak out and tell their side of the story about what it is they allege, that's now okay with you. You're releasing them on television tonight. S S Senator, no. is that right? Senator, the company and somebody else, in this case, a man or a woman, or could be more than that, they decided when they made an agreement that they wanted to keep it quiet for everybody's no. interest. They signed the agreements, and that's what we're going to live I'm with. I'm sorry. No, the question is, are I the women bound by being muzzled by you? Yeah, that was probably not his finest hour. Probably not his strongest point. As TV icon Bill O'Reilly pointed out, it was kind of stunning to see Michael Bloomberg unable to defend himself against attacks he knew were coming at last night's debates. And because of this poor diagnosis, well, Bloomberg's got progressive resistance member like this guy, Ryan Knight, saying, well, this spells the end for Bloomberg. Bloomberg is done. Well, what you got to remember is this. No one is watching these debates. No one. So despite the Twitter classes clacking away at their keyboards, hey, dude, dude, he creamed him. There's no way he's going to come back from this. Well, no, not a lot of people were watching. In fact, according to viewership analysis by Samba TV, uh, who I believe is the leading provider of global TV data and audience analytics, says that 10.2 million American households watched this last debate, which means that more than double the amount of people watched the Oscars. And let me tell you, that's a low bar. Because remember, the Oscars ratings hit an all-time low while still beating every presidential debate of the 2020 election cycle. So that doesn't exactly bode well for this one in terms of impact, in terms of reaching Americans and influencing how they vote for the next presidential nominee. Now, I know a lot of people who are very much engaged in politics, and even they are not staying up till 11 on a Wednesday night watching every single debate. And they did not watch this debate. The Washington elite thinks every single voter is tuned into every debate like they are. But, you know, when it's the ninth debate, you know, people, they've got lives to live. All right. So this, I predict, will not impact Bloomberg as much as the smart set might tell you it does. What does matter is that Bloomberg was still the target of everyone on that stage, which tells you that he is a threat to them. And as long as he has the cash to continue to spend on ads that show up for millions and millions of people who did not watch the debate, he still very much has a shot at this nomination. And as we've said before, Bloomberg does not, he's not in touch with the people. He does not love the common man as Donald Trump does. He looks down on you. He sneers at you. He thinks you are not worthy of his time or his presence. He flip-flops on issues depending on what is in vogue at the time or what city he's in or what crowd he's talking to. His only principles are greed and power. In other words, he's just your average Democrat. And how befitting that someone like him win the party's primary. So are you looking for temporary solutions to our massive immigration problem? Ha, me neither. Which is why I might say it's so irritating to hear that Congress is giving up on doing the hard work of creating immigration reform that the people want 
in favor of temporary programs that sell out America's interests. Now, earlier this week, I told you about the amnesty bill that Lindsey Graham and Tom Tillis are working on, and it is really a beauty. That is a disaster in the making. Just got to be honest. I mean, they are working on that over on the Senate side. The plan already passed. It was introduced by Democrats. It was already passed on the House side to expand the temporary worker visas and provide a path to citizenship. Uh, Why would that be something that the White House ever considers? Well, according to Politico, the White House can't get its broad immigration proposal moving, so officials are pursuing a narrow deal that would please the business community but might go against the president's campaign promise to reduce overall immigration. Yikes. That doesn't sound promising. Now, it is Politico, so we've contacted the White House to get a confirmation on whether or not that is true. We will, of course, keep you posted. Because what Politico is saying is that the White House, they can't do what they promised, so they are instead going to deliver the opposite of what they promise. Make sense to you? Because it sure ain't to me. The article goes on to say, Trump has decided a narrow deal to bolster various industries like agriculture could be worthwhile even if it risks alienating some in his base, said one of the sources who has spoken to the White House about the issue. So the bill that just passed the House and that is being worked on in the Senate eases restrictions on hiring agricultural workers and provides them with a path to citizenship and provides hundreds of thousands of temporary workers. I mean, this is massive amnesty. I mean, this was a mistake when Reagan did it, and it will be a mistake if Trump does it. And this is why the team around Trump, the people that surround him, are so important, because the people he's surrounded by are the ones who work on these proposals, and then they show them to him. And right now, right now you've got Lindsey Graham, you know, Graham 2.0. He's bzz, 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 getting in the president's ear like a little gnat, trying to convince the president this is a good idea. Now, if Stephen Miller were smart, which he is, he'd make sure Graham couldn't get within 100 feet of the White House until this thing is dead. We need strong people who support the president's agenda and who will spend the time building a coalition to get it passed. We know the president's instincts are right on this. And, you know, as someone as someone who has literally been on his side, I think from the moment he came down that escalator, uh, because I saw a guy who identified the problems that this country faces, and he seemed like he was ready to take them on. And there was no BS to it at all. That factor was not included. Now, we know the Democrats are promising to erase our borders. We know there are no moderates over on that side. But we are no better if we take our strongest ideas and then our strongest fighters and then staff them with a team of saps who can't get anything done. All right, we've got a touching video coming up, but first want to tell you about Patriot Mobile. The mainstream media, big tech companies, all the ones you know, Facebook, Twitter, but even big mobile companies now are all in bed with the left. And we need to support companies who stand with us. Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone service that donates a portion of your monthly bill to organizations fighting for the values that you believe in, like the right to life, like the right to bear arms, like the right to life, like religious liberty and supporting our veterans. 
And starting at $25, Patriot Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service. Now, I know, I know that, you know, switching cell phones carriers is scary, can be a pain, but Patriot Mobile makes it easy. You can keep your number, you can bring your own phone, or you can buy a new one and get the same reliable nationwide service. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Miller and get a free activation when you use the offer code Miller, plus a free gift when you open a new line. Or you can call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Guys, we need to stick together. So join the fight. Join our family. PatriotMobile.com slash Miller, or you can call 972-PATRIOT. All right, so I wanted to end today with a, with a pretty heartwarming video. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. But while the Democrats were squabbling away in Nevada, one state away, Trump held a MAGA rally, but he promptly put the rally on a complete halt to honor a disabled World War II veteran named Irvin Julian, who could not walk to his seat. Watch. I just want you to pay attention to the fact that they are literally carrying him by the legs to his seat. These are supposed to be the people that are just hateful. They are full of hate. They are terrible. They are the ones who are causing all this trouble at these rallies. They're causing um, riots to break out. I mean, that's what we hear on CNN. Julia Ioff, I think that's her name. She's a writer. She actually compared this to a pogrom, which is essentially a Nazi rally. She at least compared rallies that are similar, Trump rallies. That's what she called them. She called them a pogrom. She called them an old-fashioned pogrom. Really. Because when you actually look at what happens at these rallies, uh, you see two guys who are just caring for another American and doing what is needed to be, so that he can, he can actually watch the, watch the show, watch Trump speak. Yeah, well, Miller, it's just another white guy. They're carrying another white guy. This is a white supremacy rally. Uh, this is a World War II veteran. So I think this guy, if I recall correctly, and I might be wrong on this, but if I recall correctly, this guy was one of the guys fighting to end white supremacy. This guy was one of the guys who was fighting to end a Nazi regime. No, but you're going to go around and call this Nazi, the Nazi and white supremacist. Really? I think that uh, it's clear that he's not. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been fighting against literal Nazism and literal fascism. It's like you guys need a reminder of the horrors of what actual white supremacy looks like. It doesn't look like two guys caring for their fellow American. Let's continue. Sure, making sure he doesn't have a 666 on his back. It's all over TV that the folks here tonight have helped a great World War II veteran into the arena. Trump is actually honoring the veteran. So Trump is not ignoring what's happening. He's aware of everything that's happening at his rallies. And he calls the veteran out and he makes him feel like a million bucks. Watch. he knows it but he's right now the hottest celebrity in the world i don't know what's going on here he might even be hotter than trump right now i have to say 
Did you see the scene? No, he's all over television. Even fake news CNN had him on. They say he's a legitimate great hero of World War II, Irvin Julian. Irvin, thank you. So that's what separates Trump apart from all of the other candidates. And I'm going to compare him directly to Bloomberg because Bloomberg's the other billionaire candidate. You look at Trump who, you know, obviously it's not scripted because he had no idea that that was going to happen. So you have a guy like Trump who just savors the moment and takes the time to actually honor a World War II vet and talks about him and it reminds the country of what he's done, the sacrifices he's made, and the service that he's given to his country just because Trump's a good guy. I, I mean, that's not, fo- you can't just f- make a phony statement like that and come across as that authentic. And that is what differentiates Trump from someone like Bloomberg, who's who's, who's as stiff as a board, who doesn't know how to make people feel good, doesn't know how to make people feel warm, couldn't fire up a crowd like that if he tried, has no sense of humor. I mean, notice even, even in Trump's praising of this veteran, he's making jokes and he's saying he's even hotter than Trump. He's even hotter than Trump, folks. And he's still being himself, while, uh, well, while showing the kind of praise that this veteran deserves. You mix all of that with the kind of care that the people in that room have for a veteran and for a fellow American at the end of the day. That's what he is. And this force is unstoppable. I mean, that's, that's what the mainstream media doesn't get. That's what uh, sets Trump and Trump supporters apart from the rest of the country is that Trump has a connection with his audience And the audience gets it and they expect it and they love that Trump's going to sit there and he's still going to be braggadocious and he's still going to be Trump, but still can make someone feel like that and can still honor the people who have sacrificed for this country. That's really important. Bloomberg couldn't do that in a million years. And I tell you, you put Trump up against Mayor Bloomberg on a stage and it's not even going to be close. Trump doesn't even have to say anything. Trump could count to 10 and be more charismatic than Bloomberg. And that's all it really is. That's all it really is. And so we don't have to fret, but still go out and vote and still go out to make sure to vote for Trump in 2020 because it is important. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it. And if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.